Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and host of Let's Get Serial. She is the host of a wrestling gal podcast and CCW commentator Ella J. And of course, we're joined today by an amazing guest. You may have previously known her under a few different names, but nonetheless, she's an absolute gem. The feisty flame of Ireland, Amira. Hey, bitches. Can I swear? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey, <laughs> bitches. Como te amas? How you all doing? <laughs> you know, Fantastic. that is the that is the best introduction that any guest has had here on In and Out the Locker Room. Um, you're just bringing the spice and the flavor today. How are you? I am. I'm good. I've had a great day today. Actually, I've worked from home. I'm going into work tomorrow. Um, nothing's happened. I got booted in the face yesterday at Rev Pro from Connor Mills. I did, and so I've slightly recovered, hence the lack of makeup today. I'm trying to show everyone my my little tiny war room. Badass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just recovered. Sitting here, excited to talk to you guys. Excited to get into podcasting again. It's my first podcast in two two years. I think the last one, no wasn't the last one with you i was in ireland the last time at a yes. podcast with you lots changed yes yes it has lots of changed we are going to get into the thick of it so let's dive in and chat about your journey so um as we kind of alluded to in your introduction you've gone through some ring name changes early on in your career but you've recently just been sticking with amira stylized all capitals we did fix that amira what prompted the change to just the single name okay <laughs> let's go through all of them and then we can explain i just why. i just want to say first of all too and just going to type in amira blair or blair blaze if you go to cage match it it routes you to amorous blair in the states but it says that her former name is blair blaze so <laughs> even according to cage match you guys did the same person yeah. Yeah. i don't have a cage match and i can't have a cage match as long as this woman exists as long as she's alive, I will never be considered a wrestler. Shout out to the glamorous Amorous who no, I've spoken to you. before. You <laughs> my life. You stop. She's oh like, she's she's great. But literally, as I was just typing in, you know, typing in your name, it says that her former name is Blair Blaze when it's actually your former name. But it it says I am Amorous Blair, formerly known as Blair Blaze, and then it Age lists. Mask. I'm like, you're watching. Help me, please. Help me. Amorous Blair has went everywhere in this one. She has wrestled in Ireland one weekend, and then the next day wrestles in. Yeah, mm -hmm. this girl can do it all. I can also. Please create me something, this lady. <laughs> but yeah, that that basically you'll explain it yourself. But that's just to show you the the struggles that Amira's gone through. The struggles last of years. my name, bro. Anyway, right, Take so we'll start the at the beginning. Yeah. So when I first came on the scene back in 2019, I didn't even wrestle then. I just came up with the name and just, you know, did the little pretty Instagram thing and just made it look like I'm ready to be a wrestler now. Um, I find out that a, a porn star, a male porn star, um, also had the same name and their art was very different from my art and I wasn't able to keep up and they had more followers they were more threatening and they got the name 
overall, the legal battle over Blair Blaze was settled when they blocked me on Twitter. So they have that. So I thought I'll change my name to Amira Blair. Blair Blaze. Let me keep Blair right. Right. Because no one else could have something that similar. Amira being a name I've always wanted as a child and Blair being my Randon's second name. So there's no, no one's gonna, there's no way no one's gonna jump to that, right? No, Amherst Blair shows up six months later and Amherst Blair is hot, sexy, cute and adorable. I'm from Texas and America with more fans looking at her. So of course she gets bigger. Then everyone's tagging us and stuff all the time and I, and oh, do you know you have the same name and they're pinning us against each other. And I, <laughs> I never thought I'd actually meet her by the way, but then the photo came out with her and Michael and that's it. I was done. I was over it. I was like, oh no, she's got my man now. She's won the name, she's won the followers and she's got my man. So that's it for me. Game over, done. So I go with Amira, the second name, if I wanted to have a baby girl, which I can't have now, by the way, because I chose it for the stupid name. I went for Amira Rez. And I was like, great. No one's going to have this name. No one's going to care. It's just another name change. Third time's a charm, right? Wrong. Every promoter hated it. Every single one. See, in my mind, I thought it was Amira Ares, which I was like, I loved like Ares, but I didn't realize Arez. now it's Ares. Ares. <laughs> oh, one got it. Everyone was like, we can't say your second name. Your second name's too bad. Oh, it's just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't this right. Oh, we don't want to put it on the graphics. We don't want to put it there. Can we just go with Amira? And I'm like, right, okay. And then, then no one can argue with me if my name is just Amira, right? No one else can have the same name. <laughs> there is when another you... professional wrestler with the name Amira. So, I, I came across it a couple days ago, actually. 20 minutes ago, I'm tagged in a graphic from this lovely lady called Vert Vixen. Really nice girl. Yeah. She's like, let's go for this one. And it's a match with Amira. Yeah. Another wrestler. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Pacific Northwest, I believe. I can't win. I'm sorry to lovely Amira. I, I hear that you're actually unreal. But I, I can't change it again. I've been through too much. I can't. Now it is is Amira Blaze off the off the um consideration. Amira Blaze is off the table because I'm sure. Let's look up. Let's, <laughs> Let's check it out. Let's look up. Someone's got it. Oh has. because I can't win. There's no wonder what I'm, hey. I'm afraid of what might yeah, have come across yeah, the search that, results. That already solidifies. We don't even need to. You don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I can show you what's no, came no, out, but that's kicking already. Okay. So <laughs> stop with Amira. And that's it. I'm sorry. I can't change it again. I can't. I can't do it again. I can't. I took three losses at this point. It's my, my turn to hold the cards. My turn. My time. It is. Yes. And it, it's, it's a true statement. Just. Amira, there's not many, you know, there's a lot of famous people, Madonna, Cher, like a bunch of people just going by single names. I feel like Amira just, it it fits you too, too. And like yeah. with all caps, it like, again, it just makes a statement. But I mean, 
you have been going through this struggle over the name and mon. You've even changed your moniker nickname a few times over the last two years as well. What has been the biggest challenge in trying to find your identity and crafting also your persona in wrestling? Because like we said, you have gone through a couple of nicknames as well. Yeah. Um. Well, since the two years ago when we first spoke, a lot has happened since I've left Ireland. Um, I was on the talks, I think, I believe at the time of, leaving Ireland and starting my wrestling journey properly and I didn't know myself back in Ireland I definitely thought I had a set image of what I thought I wanted to be but it wasn't who I really want really wanted to be once I got out there so when I got to England I was kind of shoved because it's straight out of the pandemic so I get shoved very quickly into the scene and I'm going all these places and I'm trying out what I thought I wanted to do, which was a pretty psycho gimmick where I was actually crazy. Surprise, surprise, how many people have done that gimmick? But uh, Chelsea Green very heavily inspired. I may as well have just ripped it off at that point. I didn't even realize at the time. And I tried it and it wasn't what I thought I wanted it to be. And Amira wasn't who I thought she was going to be. Um, And then, I kind of had a thing about, you know, trying to like become a character and become someone completely different. Um, Until I think it was one day I was having a match with Sky uh, Smithson in Eve and my ankle went. Um, At that point, I didn't know at the time. It was at the very start of the match and I was still trying the pretty psycho gimmick where I was trying to be scary and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, my ankle went and went to a grade three tear just off the bat. So because I'm focusing on my foot going and the pain, I don't have time to act as a character. So that match, I actually wrestled kind of as myself. Everything that I was showing, like the, 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 the thing I usually just would shout in training or the things I would like say or the way I would get on in training, I had to get on like that in the match in order to distract myself from the pain. So I forgot this whole character thing and I wrestled as myself and everybody that day said that was the best. Even though I hurt myself, they're like, that was the first time I've enjoyed you wrestling. So then I kind of, I, I wanted to always use Pretty Psycho in my lifetime. So I kept it there, but I'm kind of psycho. I'm kind of, that's who I think it was meant to be. I think it was just meant to be myself times up a hundred and that's who pretty psycho is and the feisty flame of ireland um came because i wanted to have ireland in the in the tagline because being from ireland is incredibly important to me and incredibly important that i bring that into my wrestling somehow and um feisty flame because i used to fire breathe and blair blaze there's a tribute to there somewhere so because blair blaze the whole point was because i used to dance with fire and yeah it's a little tribute to where it started for me so that's where all the tag names kind of come from um i didn't actually know that you used to dance with fire so i mean what at what point in your life was this and like how did you even like discover that you had this talent um i needed money and i was really broke and, <laughs> and this uh lady who's now one of my good friends but she was my uh casting director time Lauren uh said it'd be really cool if you could get two sticks not get any training put some paraffin on it 
set them alight and be able to dance a bit without burning yourself because then you could earn 300 pounds as opposed to 50 pound a night and uh i said sure i would like to do that i don't care and uh i didn't well actually is it still there uh it's not i can't get it up for a camera but i did burn myself once so i did burn my hair there's a little tiny burn patch do you know there. like was it like a first degree burn third like second like what it's just a, it was just a little tiny. I was okay. dancing around and popped just it like char. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. it's been a long, long time since. I think it's like three years since I lasted it. But uh, it was just a cool time period in my life. Gave me a bit of money. Gave me like gave me a lot of confidence because you have to be very confident when you dance with fire. And I don't yeah. think I had that at the time, my age where I was. But then when I was doing the fire dancing, I got a lot of confidence which kind of helps me in my wrestling these days. Hell yeah. And I think there's something too to be so appreciated from the idea of just kind of immersing yourself in something and saying, yeah, okay. And then figuring it out. Um, Mm. You mentioned too, with being the feisty flame of Ireland, that you wanted to make sure that Ireland was represented in your moniker. Um, And obviously it being your home, of course, but is there, are there any other reasons of why it's so important to you to have your home represented in your name? Um, for my family um I think it would be the main source my dad is a very very proud Irish man and he is my biggest inspiration in my life um and my mother Irish Catholic wants to um I want to kind of keep them with me and when I think of Ireland I think of all my amazing memories growing up I think of the good people that are there I think of all the history that's there and though I can't represent all of that in wrestling of course I want to represent how proud I am to come from a country with so much heritage and so much um community and love um that we have in Ireland that I've never been able to experience anywhere else in the world that I go to um so I I always want to keep that a part of me and if it was up to me and if worlds were hundred times more different and and the money was there I guess I would never have left home there's an amazing wrestling scene here but for where I was in the position of the card there I was never going to be able to achieve anything I've achieved until I got to here so I I will go back home one day and I always want to represent Ireland and the Irish wrestling that is there as well in my moveset and everything and uh in my character and image presentation everything and I think it's become kind of a main point about myself always people always bring up the, the Irish wrestler um and they'll always call me that and I really appreciate that I appreciate that more than even call me an indie wrestler weirdly you're also half Spanish correct I am yes so how prominent is your Spanish side to your life and like what aspects about it do you feel really resonate with you um so my nana is Spanish um she's from Bilbao I do love that my nana's Spanish heritage and I love that all the stuff that she's taught me a lot of my cooking that I do now is based off her cooking that she did when she was younger so I make a lot of Spanish meals um I enjoy Spain whenever I go I enjoy like I enjoy being able to communicate with my nana certain parts in Spanish. But as you heard before, I, I usually use it as like a joking thing. Like I went to Spain recently and I do speak a little bit of Spanish, not a lot. But uh, part of the gimmick when I was going over this heel was saying wrong phrases in the wrong parts and just to irk them. I feel like I look more Spanish than I do Irish. 
compared to some maybe the Irish people that you've maybe spoke to. So I I guess I love that part of part as well because I've got some of my my nana's looks and I kind of keep that Spanish heritage in me a little bit. And and kind of the idea of you know of course it is a balance, but being able to embrace and appreciate you know different areas and parts of our own cultures you know is really it's always interesting to me and i think one of the really interesting ways and you kind of touched on it with the cooking a cool way to explore that is of course through food and uh as snacks are a must discuss topic in every episode of in and out the locker room can you share with us some of your favorite treats whether they're from your international travels or maybe from home oh would you like to know my favorite things in the world and you're going to be sick Love it. This Please. makes people so uncomfortable when I tell people this is my favorite food. I love tomato soup, rice, and egg. Um, gazpacho, arroz y huevo. Um, I think that's what my used to call it. Forgive me, I'm going to butcher this and someone's going to go, oh, you, you bad person. That's why I'm so scared to speak Spanish. Um, that was my favorite thing she used to make all the time. But people get really, really like nervous when they see me just eat some soup and some rice and an egg together um i also put pickles on that sometimes and cheese mm. people don't like that either um i'm trying to think of other things that i would make as a snack that people go oh no that's that's the main thing i i eat as a snack i love uh dark chocolate and i love i think of oh michael's gonna kill me when because he knows all my favorite snacks he's gonna be like why have you not said that um Oh, sour cream Pringles. That was a weird obsession. Like, Ooh. I used to have like three cubs, like tubes of it in one sitting, and now I can't stand it. And it's just, oh, that was that one happens. of my favorite. But I made myself sick of it. <laughs> I feel like, too, though, in especially like you're involved in some like active industries like uh modeling pro wrestling like makeup artistry so between like all three of them how do you maintain a a positive self body image so i would say now the makeup's definitely taken a step back and i think as you can see now um whenever i was doing makeup maybe when you first met me um actually i was very much a type of person where i'd never be seen dead without makeup and I'd have to be everywhere with makeup because of my previous history of doing modeling. And uh, then when I got into wrestling, I was so scared of people seeing me without makeup and judging and being like, oh God, she's terrible looking and stuff. So then I left my job as a makeup artist um, to come over here. Um, And I started working in security really. And uh, I didn't need makeup every day. And then I started to be more comfortable with myself. When when I grew in wrestling and finding my character, I got very comfortable in just going as myself because my character now is me. And I don't have to like put on the full face and like hide behind like a mask of makeup all the time anymore. Um, so I find now that I am very comfortable not wearing makeup and stuff right now in 2022 but if you ask me in 2029 and if you even look at my feed in 2029 it was heavy big all the time and I never really took it off and I guess now looking back now you've asked me the question because I didn't really think about it I guess that then I didn't have a very good body image of myself because I always had to cover up to make sure and look well to make sure that like people perceive me as well. Whereas now I feel much more confident and 
able to kind of just be like this right now and yeah I guess as the character grew I grew too wow that's deep wow yeah that's the beauty of this dang yeah because it is I think it's really important to you know you can look beautiful with a full face of makeup and the full glam beat down but it's also important to find that beauty within so we love this mm-hmm. um so and uh and and you know as kind of touching on your experiences within the wrestling world you did recently go on your first tour of America can you tell us more about your overall experience here in the states holy sh- best time of my life Poor Hyann and Stephen Wolfman, God rest their souls. They had to look after me, but I was like a kid on Christmas for 10 days straight. They took me to do things I I cannot believe. There's a place called Bucky's. I will never forget to the day I die. What an amazing petrol station. Mm -hmm. These are the things that made me so happy. Like it was incredible. It was not, I don't think I'll ever experience anything like that again for a long time and I would I loved my experience um in Texas I'm trying to go through everything uh because right so got off the plane by the way the queen was alive when I got on the plane by the time I got off the plane the queen had died do you have any idea the chaos that I left behind in the UK that day oh god rest her soul mm-hmm. but wow crazy so I felt like then I, I heard all these shows were getting cancelled at home I heard all this stuff is getting home and I've just arrived in Texas where nobody is talking about it and I'm like whoa I, I if I was back in the UK right now I'm sure that would be everywhere yeah. but obviously that was not really much happening well you don't really have much of a connection with the royal family I then um the next day I'm now wrestling for Roe um I met some wonderful people there I met some really really kind people good souls um and um i got to wrestle Hyan for the first time in my career and if anybody that doesn't know uh Hyan came over a couple of times to the uk and we never got a chance to wrestle or anything like that not because um well just because of circumstances and um she was one of my favorite people i've ever met so i was so excited to have this match with her um I know it was just another, probably just another match for her, but for me, it was a big deal. It was the first time I was kind of stepping up with someone who is well respected in the industry for having such incredible matches. And I'm still quirky, green, and goofy, and not really, you know, I've never said goofy in my life, by the way. Let me just be clear. I cannot believe I've just said that word. <laughs> I'm hanging out with you guys too long. Oh, cringe <laughs> of me. I'm sorry, everyone back home. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure out myself. So I knew it was going to be a task for her to wrestle me. But she, I gave her everything I had, gave 120% to it. And it's one of my favorite, it's not, it's my favorite match I've ever had of all time because of how it was put together, how much I learned, the crowd, the energy, the the gear I wore that day, the makeup I wore that day, the the entrance the people that were around the the match and how everything went itself and how sick it felt and like how much i i've grown it was like the full circle moment for me of my first year of wrestling i've finished it in america i'm having a match with hyan and it's it feels amazing and i can never wipe that feeling away that i had at row um and i can't wait to go back and see kevin kevin if you're watching this i miss you every day you know you 
you know who you are. I, I can't really explain Kevin. Mm-hmm. I realize he's behind the camera. I shouldn't be really mention him it's very clear that that trip meant a lot to you you posted uh that that trip quote changed you as a wrestler changed you as a performer and most importantly changed your belief in yourself so can you kind of elaborate on that how do you feel that that trip changed you or helped you grow okay um we're we're getting into the the deeper stuff here then um I think I I had it my head for a long time before I went to Texas that I'm 26 I'm tr- I'm not going to get signed anytime soon I'm not going to be a big name that I wanted to be when I was a child I don't think when I look at myself and I'm being very realistic I'm at that point whenever I went to Texas I was very happy where I was I was like um I'm working for one of the biggest promotions in the UK as a ballet and I'm happy with that. I get to wrestle at the weekends sometimes and have a lot of fun and I'm happy with that. Um, but I also accepted that there's that's my bar. That's where I'm going to go. And I probably won't end up anywhere else. And that's fine. And I can accept that. And then I went over to Texas and I had, um, I had a moment where I realized that like, I don't know why I've stopped trying. No, I don't know why I've stopped believing that this actually can happen for me because I'm here. And I don't know why I'm just counting everything I when I'm here. I'm just I'm saying to myself, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll not get anywhere. I'll not reach any further heights than where I am now. When two years ago I was in Ireland and I hadn't even had one match by the time I really spoke to you. Not well, I had sorry, I had a little come show things last about three or four minutes I hadn't had a proper match yet and then two years now I've wrestled in Texas wrestled all over the UK wrestled in Ireland wrestled in Spain I'll be wrestling in Germany next week wrestling in Italy and I don't know why I counted myself out that quickly and I think I never believed it could be me um to try and get anywhere and to to get signed, I didn't think I had a personality for it. I didn't think I had to look for it. I didn't think there's nothing special about me. So, and I'm getting old. So why why would it be me? And I think uh, Texas kind of let me believe that like, you know, it could happen for me. And maybe, maybe it won't, but it, it let me, it lit a fire underneath me to try. Um, whereas before I was just content and coasting. Now you got I'm, the feisty flame. I got the feisty flame back. I I didn't know it was gone before I left for Texas. Then I got in Texas and I realized that, you know, this actually can happen for me maybe. And I I put more work into myself than ever before. I still do my valeting, still do um, all my side hustles at the side. I still go and have fun at the shows and be the the big camp character that I love to be and like like have lots of fun as well. But um. I also wrestle professionally now as well and not just have loads of fun and camp fun in the ring. So yeah, that's what that trip meant to me. And I can't thank Hyann and Steven enough because if it wasn't for them and the late nights, them taking me out places and showing me that I'm I'm capable and I can do this if I wanted to, I wouldn't have had the belief. So that's why they're going to be two people I hold in my life forever and ever and ever and ever whether they like it or not and they would not like it but you're stuck with me and i'll see you soon 
Exactly. And yeah, see you soon. You will. I mean, obviously you, like you said, it's kind of like you, you really bet on yourself and you kind of doubled down. Uh, and you also revealed that you'll be returning to the States next year during WrestleMania season in LA. So yeah. what are you potentially most looking forward to upon your return to America? I think the most I'm looking forward to is seeing all my friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't get to see, I don't get to see half of the people I'm, I've became friendly with. Like, they only come for tours here and then they say goodbye to me and leave. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see everybody. I'm looking forward to try and get myself out there a little bit more this time. I think in Texas, I had a great taster of what is to come and I would love to get out there again and find uh, new faces and new people to meet. I'm very excited for that part. Um, and yeah, I really like America, man. Turns out they're, you're really cool. So I'm copying your, your you. speech and everything. So you must be really Yeah, cool. she said goofy earlier. I, I mean- I've never said that in my life. I'm only saying it because <laughs> I'll be real. I'll be honest. Uh, that's off so on good. <laughs> But I, I feel like too, like <clears throat> we were talking about your kind of evolution into like finding your identity. I will say there has been one constant thing about you, and that is that your gear game is always on point. So, uh, we look forward to seeing what you have next. Do you have any new sets in the works for this upcoming trip to LA? Maybe I know we're still like five months out, but you're always thinking. I'll be <laughs> being honest here, all right? Do you have any idea how much it costs me gear? I haven't even paid off my last gear. Empress, I will get you the money on the 10th, I swear to God. If you're watching this, it's, it's, we're almost done. We're almost done. 10th, you've got it. And then I will probably order another set, maybe. I probably will, but it's expensive, man. My stuff, I really like invest into at least mm -hmm. the gear and the, the jackets and everything that I have. I really do invest quite a lot of money into those because I truly believe if you got good presentation, it's all you good. Uh, yeah, I've tried other gear makers, but nothing has been quite like Empress. Um, so yeah, she's the best in the business. Can't recommend her enough. I hope you're watching so I can tell everybody how amazing you are. But if you go and check out our uh, Empress Pro Wrestling Gear, I think it's called. I think I'll, I'll get the name properly or someone get the name properly. Um, Best in the game. Best in the business. You need to get your stuff from her. She's created me. She created my gear from just my, a, a concept I had once. Now she's created some of my best gear. So really grateful for her. Hell yes. And I do feel like with most wrestlers that I've talked to, it's, um, it's like how we would say potato chips. Like you can't have just one. So once you get one set of gear, then you need the next. Then you need the next. You have to keep getting new ones. Of course. That's why I'm in debt. <laughs> that's why I'm poor. And that's why you that. should all subscribe to my OnlyFans because I ran myself into a hole. Oh no. So <laughs> you live and you learn. See, and then you buy more gear. There are walls for a reason. <laughs> I have a bottle of wine that's hitting from Gam for a reason. Why glamorous as I made it out? But what is glamorous is a gorgeous set of gear that you debuted, blue, gold, and white. Can you please tell us the source, the inspiration, or the story behind that uh, recently debuted ring gear? 
I I don't think there is one. I'm so sorry. I I just like blue Yeah. and gold. Everything That's awesome. I own is gold and white. I And I'm I obsessed with that gear. You have no idea. really? Yes. I feel like like I don't like I don't know how to explain it like just like it's like the pale blue. I from from photo, I might have just been filter or lettering. It looked like it a pale pink, but I think it was just the white on it. Yeah, Um but it's like good. those photos like of your girls like okay girl i see you I I like it. I like it, but my favorite will always be the snake print, my brown snake print. Um, I loved that gear. It was it's was just gonna be the Texas gear. It was always yeah gonna be the, this is your first time going to America gear. i love You that need to you need to bring something new and not something fair that you use every weekend sitting in the corner there. Um. Yeah, so I I, I like it, but it's my special occasion gear, you know. Um, but nothing for me will ever be my snake print gear because that was the first time I felt like, oh, wow, this is what Amira wears. Amira doesn't wear bright colors. She wears this. He's sexy. Mm -hmm. Wear Mm this. -hmm. you mentioned that the kind of the gear kind of made you like go into debt you you start actually started up your business k-face which you've said you've taken a little bit of a step back from but you started that to kind of fund your ring gear obsession as you put it so i mean you've taken a little bit of a step back from it you said but can you tell us kind of more about k-face So K Face was my makeup company that I kind of started when I came to the UK because um, I wanted to get into wrestling locker rooms because I'm a weirdo like that. And I find that I'm coming from, uh, no one's going to know who I am. So I need to create something to offer a service to someone in order for them to use it so that they bring me into these locker rooms so then I can also bring my gear and hope that someone gets hurt so that I get on the show and they can all themselves yeah that's what k-face was baby and it worked one time but then you know i'm only joking i didn't i didn't wish anyone i don't wish anyone gets hurt i don't wish anyone gets hurt i've never done that i've never this is the real amira guys <laughs> no i'm a you heard it here first might have done interviews because i know someone's gonna clip that and be like oh oh she she wants people dead oh no it was it was just to get into the eve locker room really <laughs> and to do all the girls' makeup, to get to know everybody, see if anyone ever needed anything, if I could step in. And then one time it actually did happen where someone did call in sick and they were like, it was, it was a COVID thing. They were fine then after, all right? So no one died. So then <laughs>
I'm trying to think of um some other ones we've done. I've done Darcy Stones for Eve as well before. I'm trying to think of the all the Eve locker and there's one point I've done I think all of their faces. So that was a that was was cool to get to know people. And makeup is a really cool way of getting to know people as well. And I think that's how I, I formed some really cool friendships in uh the British locker rooms. That yeah. business. So it's a it's a little bit of a blessing. Um, I always um hold it very close to me. I'll never delete the Instagram or anything because it just holds some all mm-hmm. little memories of me trying to get to know people, you know. Yeah, it is definitely a, a really intimate kind of way to connect with people. Is hey, I'm getting all up in your face. Um, but now if you know in a different world scenario, if you could make over any celebrity or pro wrestler, who would be your number one dream client to get in the chair? Um. Megan Fox, because I'm obsessed with her and I would love to just ask her anything. Um, Wrestling-wise, who would I love? Liv Morgan. And only because she's got the best eye space mm-hmm. like, to do eye makeup on. And I see some of her looks and I'm like, oh, perfect. She also seems like she's down to be creative with it. Like, just have fun. Yeah. Um, and I would like to just, Becky, just because I want to talk to her. And I think she'd be really funny. Really, she's not really afraid deep. to be bold for sure yes yeah, she ain't afraid to be bold either though so yeah those would be my my ones i think i don't think there's anybody i can really think of the moment yeah that would be them and hey it's a great group uh but mm. now outside of all of the pursuits all of the things that you have going on what do you like doing when you have some free time besides drinking wine for sure <laughs> what i said besides drinking oh wine <laughs> No, only joking. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I do outside wrestling because if I'm not, I, I literally, that's my, I, I, that's all I usually do. Valet Michael, yell at Michael. Um, trying to think of other things I do apart from those things. Ugh, ugh it's so hard. Um, I love bingo, man. The weird thing for that bingo though. I love winning money. I love money. Um, I have none, so I always like to hold on when I get it and i what do i do for fun i gotta do something um don't you do photo shoots yeah but that's not fun that's for work stuff i do love do you know what i do love competitive food eating and i've completely forgotten that yeah like competing really (laughs) fast you just unlocked a box for Alyssa. you have no idea love this is there a particular food or, or a dish of choice that's like yo i, I love i love meat that's gonna be taken out of context no, no. <laughs> you did it yourself again i've gone this far i've defended the spanish somewhere what else did i do i i, I mentioned people i wasn't allowed to mention i i said sexual internet this is a disaster. Just, I love meat. To eat, no, to, as part of competitive food eating competitions, like Texas barbecues and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's what I mean. I need to stop. Mm-hmm. Only in that context. Anyways. We're going to quit while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the great part about Amira though. But 
uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, um, you recently shared that you still, and you've said it yourself, that you kind of still feel very green to the world of professional wrestling and you're yearning to learn a lot more, but it can be a lot of pressure learning in front of a camera. So mm-hmm. how do you personally combat or cope with that pressure? So um, you're probably referring to my friend I made the other day. Yes. Um, something I'm really glad I made because it opened a lot of uh, good doors for conversation that I, w- I was afraid to have for a very long time. Um, I think I've only been doing it properly maybe about two years now. And uh, I was training before that for two years. And then pandemic hit and we can't really count a lot of the years in pandemic. So really kind of got shoved after pandemic into the wrestling world, the British professional world. Um, and it was very scary because there's cameras on you all the time. People don't know your history. People don't know, people see what they see in front of the camera and they judge on that. They don't judge how many years you've been training or how much you've got to learn or where you are and in the card and stuff like that and where you are tra- training wise. And sometimes I would go on YouTube and I would look at some of my matches and they're appalling, man. There are some things out there that make me, oh, they hurt my soul that they're out there. Um, and I know that I'm learning and the people in the clips know that I'm learning and people that are in the, in the you know, promotion know that I'm learning and people in the British scene know that we're learning. But the internet isn't as forgiving. And sometimes it, when people look at, for example, um, in my personal stance, people look at me valuing Michael Oku, um, who is the top British wrestler in the UK, and look at my stuff in comparison and go, Ugh, oh dear, that's why why are they so drastically different in levels? And they but we're they're together, right? It's just because he's been doing it a lot longer than I have. Um, and I feel like the pressure is on for in my personal experience like this is only for me personally I can only speak for the pressure's on for me because I'm around a high standard all the time and I'm the the one down here and the pressure's on because everyone on YouTube is watching and they're commenting and they're like oh she's messed up here and she's done that wrong and she can't do this right and she still needs to learn technique there all things that are true then there are other people that are oh I She's just not, she's just not at the level which I think she should be at a 26 year old. You know, like this is the age that people are getting signed left, right and center. And she's just starting now maybe. It, it can get very um, pressuring, um, especially because you don't have time on your side. I think if I was 20 and I was making these mistakes, I would have to think to myself, I've got loads more years to go. I'm 26 and I'm making these mistakes and I'm thinking I only have a limited amount of time. And if I don't get this right, I've got about a four year window. And if nothing happens for me, nothing happens for me. Um and the pressure I think was getting to me a little while. So I made the post to talk and have the open conversation because I know others feel the same because we talk about it privately and we're scared to put it out there because we don't want to look ungrateful for the opportunities that we have got. We don't want to look like we've, um, aren't, um, that we don't think we're able to step 
to the previous generation's shoes, that we're being disrespectful to the vets who give us these opportunities or the promoters that give us these opportunities or the camera people who are filming us and are selling the footage in order to be in the shows. And we, we don't want that image to come across. But when I did the, the Fred, I opened it for only healthy. I don't want Twitter negativity on any of my stuff ever, really. Um, and this was one of those nice healthy conversations what had where some people privately dm me and were saying that um it's a lot of people do look up the your experience they do see it and the fans don't always see what you see because you're a wrestler remember you don't see what the fans see and a little kid isn't going to look at a video of his favorite wrestler and, and point out all the flaws they're going to see their favorite wrestler and they're going to cheer and that kind of made me feel a bit more comfortable to have my footage out there sometimes, even though I'm at a stage now where I'm looking for perfection all the yeah. time. I love my craft and I love what I do. And even though I still make a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, I feel more comfortable now with the footage being out there. And people are more understanding than I thought. The The vets and the people that came before us are all very understanding um, when you explain the situation to them. And promoters are usually very understanding as well. So... It, yeah, it can, it can get very pressurizing. It was definitely getting to me for a little while, but now that I've learned this new mindset, I'm feeling a lot more confident that footage is out there at all times. Yeah, and sometimes I think it it's scary, but it's kind of nice to be vulnerable because you see that more people than we realize are all going through the same thing and we can kind of take that support in each other. Um, Absolutely. Yes, and, and more and more, it's clearer and clearer. You're really, I think, coming even more into your own. You've certainly been making your mark across professional wrestling in the UK, here in the States, internationally, but as we soon head into 2023, what is next for Amira? What do you hope to accomplish either personally or professionally or both? In 2023, I think I want to travel more. I want to debut a couple of things I've been working on behind the scenes. I want to be able to say I have a belt around me. Don't know what kind of belt yet, but a belt of some sort. I want to keep leading Mike Loku into the future and uh, showing everybody how much of an amazing wrestler he is and the person I see every day. I want the whole world to see it and valuing him is a pleasure and I hope to continue to that in 2023. I hope I get to see Hyan again and eat some brisket, bitch. I hope I get to drink a lot more wine with my mates. I hope that I get to go back home to my family more. Um, I hope people subscribe to my OnlyFans. I, I hope people... <laughs> I hope... Um, I hope for a lot more positive... All jokes aside, I do hope for a lot more positive things wrestling-wise. And I hope, and I think the main goal for me, no, I have two main goals, two, not four, two main goals. I want to win a belt and I want to get on OTT. Those are my two goals. Manifesting. I mean, it's right there um, in Ireland. So it's like, it's got to happen. Mm. And for um, people who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about over the top uh, wrestling in Ireland. Oh, it, lots it of is, lots of good wrestlers around there. Fantastic wrestlers. And I it, they made me fall in love with the Indies the way I have now. I remember when I first went in the training, um in when I was in Belfast, I didn't think I really I thought I was just doing it for a bit of fun. 
and then I watched my first OTT match and I had this I was like wow this is incredible this is where I want to be and for me that's going to be my Wrestlemania moment when I'm able to go to them and say hi guys I watched you growing up and now I hope you can watch me and uh, I hope I get to do you proud and do my country proud and um, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional with that um, because I didn't realize I think that means so much to me to hopefully go back and wrestle at home and be around home and wrestle for that promotion in particular because uh, they they didn't give up on me when it was very easy at one point to give up on me so I hope it happens um, and yeah that's my goals for 2023 and it makes lots of money so please subscribe to my exactly my gear is please and we're back don't i don't do crying like she said she came in with the hype and we're leaving with the hype amira Thank you so much for joining us here today. Of course, we will leave all of your socials down below. But for our audio listeners, unfortunately, you're going to have to stop the dance for a sec so you can plug all of your oh. social medias. Okay. Um. Um. I've got uh, two seconds. I, I don't know. Amira Wrestler on Instagram. Amira Wrestler on Twitter. Um, Amira Blair Wrestler on TikTok because I can't change my name. If you want to email me, it's Amira Blair wrestling at gmail.com because once again, thanks Amaris Blair, you wrecked things for me. I can't change my email either. Um, and Amira Blair on OnlyFans because Amira was already taken. Don't know who took that one, but there you go. Those are my links to my socials. Please <laughs> hang out with me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and it's been a pleasure. And girls, I just wanted to personally say before they all go. Um, I don't do interviews a lot because um, I it's not been an, an experience that I've always particularly enjoyed. But when I first talked to Ella J um, back two years ago, she it was the first time I felt so comfortable that I can be myself like this. And I truly want to say thank you very much for having me back two years later because uh, it feels like a real big growing moment that we've uh, had because you watched me from the very beginning to now. And it was a pleasure to meet you as well, my darling. Um, and I've had the best time. So thank you, everybody who did come and watch. Um, and this will be the last interview I think I'll do for another two years. So um, not yeah. if I see you in LA. Um, if I see you in LA, maybe mm-hmm. I'll do another one. I'll okay. do another one. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. And I hope uh, we get to make friends with anybody that's listening uh, later on. And um, it's been a pleasure. So thank you and God bless everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow LOJ and myself, Alyssa Marino, on social media as well. Uh, you know where to find us. Our socials are below. For Amira and LOJ, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room. Let's all dance on the way out. Bye, guys. There's no, there's there's no music right playing up. in the outro, but we're just going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs>